When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocery and The Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you. The Sick Podcast with my NFL fantasy buddy from the NFL Network, Adam Rank. What's going on? Hey, how are you? It's a uh, it's a wonderful week, even though my Bears, uh, you know, they lost on Monday night, but I think that we have a quarterback, so that's always positive. So I'm feeling well, pretty good. You know, you should be in a much better mood than I am because your Bears lost, my Jets lost, but I think oh. my Jets got it wrong by choosing the wrong quarterback again. I didn't want to rub that in at all. I didn't. I didn't mean. I didn't mean it that way. I know it's difficult. What? What if Mike White is the guy though? What if he ends up being the quarterback? It doesn't matter. Like as long as you find a quarterback, it doesn't matter when you draft him. But Mike uh, White won't be the guy. You know as well as I do. He's a short-term solution that will show flashes here and there. There's nothing in regards to his pedigree that would suggest that he could be the guy. A former fifth-round pick, hundred and whatever it was. In the draft, uh, listen, if he ends up being the guy over the guy who was drafted second overall, I mean, Houston, we got a problem. Uh, but, you know, I got to tell you, yeah, without knowing these quarterbacks that were in the draft a lot more than that, without knowing Wilson a lot more than that, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, uh, uh, Justin Fields, um, Trevor Lawrence, list goes on and on. I just... As a Jets fan, I just knew they were going to get it wrong. Now, is it too is it too early to say that? Yes way or no? Early. Absolutely, way too okay. early. You don't want to give up. Zach Wilson's got a. He looked very impressive during the preseason. He's got a lot of. He checks a lot of the boxes, as the uh, the scouts like to say. I really do believe that Zach Wilson can be a good quarterback in this league. Although I will tell you this: the thing about Mike White, which is funny. You know, the Patriots, what, they lived for 20 years on a sixth-round yep. draft pick who replaced Drew Bledsoe, who was a top, you know, a top pick quarterback. I think the yeah. Jets deserve that. I think that, that, w- that would be fun. Like, I would like yeah. for the Jets to be having uh, uh, two decades of success with a quarterback that they selected in the fifth round. I think they are, they're owed that. 
they don't have a track record though in, in properly developing young quarterbacks. It's just and it doesn't matter who they bring in as general manager or coach. It seems like they fail over and over again. Anyway, I don't want to talk about the Jets anymore. My blood pressure is already high. <laughs> I do want to talk about Justin Fields. How much hope does he give Bears fans? I mean, there are so many positives to be taken from that game. And I think that the touchdown to Darnell Mooney was exactly what you want out of your high pedigree quarterback. It was a, it was a design play with, with curls like Matt Nagy always loves to do. But of course, Justin got out of the pocket. And Darnell Mooney recognized what was going on and went to the back of the end zone. And I think when we were watching the game initially, you just thought that Darnell Mooney was running across the field and that's where he ended up and Justin found him. But both players were on the same page and both understood where they needed to be to make that successful. And as they start to develop and going through the all-22s, there were some throws that Justin Fields missed. And that's going to happen for a rookie quarterback. It still happens to regular quarterbacks, the veteran quarterbacks. But as he starts to progress... And one of the biggest keys, too, is that he started to pick apart that zone defense. They thought they could throw the zone out there. Well, he just drove down the field going to Cole Komet. He found Allen Robinson on a big play. He found Marquise Goodwin on a big play. He continues to develop before our eyes. He is pro football focus's top-ranked quarterback for Week 9. These are positive things. Obviously, you want to win games. You never want the officials to decide anything. But ultimately... The Bears probably aren't winning the Super Bowl this week or this year anyways. We want to see our quarterback develop, and I think we're seeing that happen right before our eyes. All right, so the Jets got the quarterback situation wrong again, and the it's Chicago Bears got themselves a franchise quarterback. Hold on a second, one second. I need a drink. <laughs> Cheers, Jerry River. <laughs> Hard seltzer brought to you by them. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, no preservatives. You don't have to worry about it. Now available in Quebec grocery stores and the beer store. My God, unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) All right, okay. The refing, what did you think of it? Because there was a very controversial call in the game that has a lot of people talking about it. Yeah, you know what? You know what? I think the, the whole thing is that you never want the officials to be put into a spot where they're deciding the game. You know, obviously, it's a point of emphasis to 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 get taunting out of the NFL. But what you want is still to have the referees have a little bit of presence of mind of the situation. So for me, I, I would prefer you would hold on to the flag on that one. That that's, that's my thing. I mean, TJ Watt, we saw it, you know, he, he taunted the, uh, the bears tackle, the rookie yep. tackle, Larry Borum, and it's fine. It didn't offend me. Like I, I had to go back and be reminded of that play because it yep. doesn't matter to me. And I think ultimately people just want to see, they want to be entertained by football. And if you want to get taunting out of it, then have the coaches take care of that. That's up to Mike Tomlin. That's up to Matt Nagy. You know what? Nobody disciplined Aaron Rodgers when he yelled at the crowd at Soldier Field, when he was dropping F-bombs and doing all that stuff. The coaches need to come out and take a hold of that. Cut a player who does something like that. But don't leave it up to the referees. They should never decide a game like that. And to me, I just thought that that was the wrong. I understand it's a point of emphasis. I just felt yeah. it was the wrong way to handle it. Speaking of entertaining, the Titans are entertaining, and now they're even their defense is stepping up too. A week ago, I asked you how Adrian Peterson would do in Derrick Henry's absence, uh, and it was kind of cool to see him get a touchdown. But they're going more with a running back by committee approach. Knowing that, would you still start him going forward from a fantasy perspective? Well, we don't like Adrian Peterson this week going up against the New Orleans Saints, who've been one of the toughest against opposing running backs this season, although Cordell Patterson did all right 
last week, that's because he can catch the ball out of the backfield. That's not a part of Adrian Peterson's arsenal. So what we're going to do is wait for those opportunities. Adrian Peterson has some nice matchups coming up. Not this week, though. So we're looking at the pass catchers. I think A.J. Brown is going to be a guy that we're going to want to play this week. And so that's, you know, and I think this is a big Ryan Tannehill week as well. So I think that he's going to be throwing the ball. So I feel comfortable with those guys. Adrian, I'm going to leave on the bench. You want a Ryan Tannehill jersey, a Derrick Henry jersey, or any jersey of any football team in the National Football League, and your favorite player, sportbuffshop.com, for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and more. And also our sick merchandise. Yes, of course. Use code 615 for 15% off on all of their items. Most fantasy leagues have a trade deadline coming up. Um, Are there any targets that we're looking at here? Well, it's going to be very difficult because the running backs are very scarce. Now, some people are kind of turned off by what has happened with Nick Chubb. Like he is his uh, he's questionable for this week because he's in the COVID-19 protocol. If you want to make a deal for somebody like that, instead, you got to look for some guys who are a little bit under the radar. And we'll start with the Jets. And I think Michael Carter is a great running back. I, I, I really liked him coming out of college. I thought that he was a, a pretty good piece for them. And what we've seen with Mike White as a starting quarterback, he loves to target his running backs out of the backfield. Mike White has targeted running backs at an average of about 12 targets per game. So that means Michael Carter is a pretty good option for you. I think somebody like A.J. Dillon could be had for you too, because last season, you know, A.J. Dillon really started to pick it up in the last half of the year. And I think the Green Bay Packers are going to get pretty close to settling the NFC North at some point, and they're going to probably dial back on Aaron Jones and allow A.J. Dillon, who is a load. Like, he is a big dude. Mm-hmm. I think A.J. Dillon is somebody that I would look at who could end up being a starter for you as we get closer to the fantasy playoffs. All right, so our producer, and he asked me to ask you this one, so I will. Uh, he made a trade last night in his uh, fantasy uh, pool and and wants your thoughts on it. Now, I'm going to try and remember this because I didn't write it down. He traded away Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. He traded away DJ Moore. Yep. And he traded away a first-round pick. And in okay. return, he got Jamar Chase. Oh! Did he lose deal. or win oh. the trade? Definitely, definitely did not lose. Uh, with a first-round pick, I'm assuming then it's a keeper league or at least a dynasty league or something like that. Yeah. Jamar Chase is out of this world. And it's funny because I remember earlier in uh, training camp when everybody thought that he forgot how to catch a football, then all of a sudden he's been one of the best. He's probably been the best rookie so far this season. I'm not, I'm not willing to give him the Rookie of the Year award yet because my guy, Jamar, uh, my, my guy Justin Fields still has something to say yeah. over the second half of the season. But I love Jamar Chase, and the the pieces that you gave up around him should work out pretty well. Like Debo Samuel's been he's at he's at his highest value that he could possibly be, and Debo Samuel has battled injuries through the entirety of his career, and mm-hmm. so you're trading him at the high point. DJ Moore, uh, that's a little bit more muddled. It'll be interesting to see what the return of Cam Newton does for the for the shares of DJ Moore. We do know, you know, Joe Brady's going to have an interesting interesting little chore here to try to figure out what he's going to do with Cam Newton. But you know what? One of the best things about Sam Darnold earlier in the season Uh is his ability to run the football and dialing up some plays. So we know that Cam can run the football. So I think that could end up working out pretty well. So DJ Moore, that's tough. But I think for long term, and if you're keeping Jamar Chase for a number of years, that is a guy that I definitely want on my roster. That is going to be a year in, year out, league winner type of potential. 
Speaking of Cam Newton, before the Carolina Panthers made his signing official, guess who announced it? Who did? Ian Rappaport. He's coming up. Yeah, he's He's coming up. We'll talk to you soon, Adam. Thanks for doing this, bud. All right. All right. Ian Rappaport time. Word on the street with Rap Sheet. Hello, Ian. How are you? It's been a day. It has yeah. been a day. Among yeah. all the days, this has certainly been one of them. Well, uh, early Thursday morning, it was announced by him, by Ian Rappaport, uh, my favorite NFL insider in the world with the NFL Network. You announced that Cam Newton is once again a Carolina Panther. Crazy Are you surprised man. by this news? Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, I heard about yesterday that there would be a potential conversation with Cam Newton and the Panthers. I did not see this coming. And I was just trying to figure out, like, what was going to be the nature of the conversation? What was happening? How would it work? Who would be there? And it turns out that owner David Tepper was there. Stephen Drummond, one of their executives, was there. Matt Rule met with him previously. The general manager, Scott Fitter, were there. Everyone was there. And it was an open, honest, and real conversation. Um, And it was enough to where all sides could kind of put the past behind him. It wasn't a great exit from Cam Newton. All sides could put the pass behind them and say, you know what? Moving forward, this actually makes sense. He is the best option for them. They gave him some real money to play, starter money, uh, and he's going to come in and be their quarterback, and we'll see which way it leads. What does it mean for Sam Darnold? Well, it's not great for Sam Darnold. Um, you know, he now he's injured for the next four to six weeks. So you look at it, that probably means he's back by – you know, mid to late December, if Cam Newton's playing well and healthy, there's no reason for Sam Darnold to play. So then you turn to the offseason and then it's like, what do you do? Like, what, what do you do? So the options are you can trade him. You can trade him and eat some money, which they did with the Teddy Bridgewater situation. You could do what the Cleveland Browns and the Texans did on Brock Osweiler and, and say, you know, we will let someone buy a draft pick to take on the money. Somebody wants to, you know, to, to take on 2 million bucks or 20 million bucks, they can give us a first round or whatever it is. So, you know, you can basically trade money for draft pick compensation. There's a lot of ways to do it, but it's hard to see Sam Donald being anything close to the Carolina Panthers quarterback in the future. How do you think Cam's going to do there? I think he's going to do okay. Now, he doesn't have to do a ton. You know, it's an offense that fits him. It, and I don't think he's going to start this week. I think P.J. Walker will start this week. But, you know, if they can kind of stay afloat, you know, could he lead them to a little better than 500 record and make the playoffs? Sure he could. And then once you get in the playoffs, who the hell knows? It's all – I mean, once you get in the playoffs, it's all yeah. up there. Um, it is an offense that fits him. I thought he played fine in New England in the preseason before Mac Jones beat him out. He is vaccinated, so that makes things much easier. They could be okay. They really could be okay in Carolina. Who's the front runner for Odell Beckham Jr.? Uh, I think the teams to watch are some of the better teams, like Kansas City and the Packers. Um, now, I know he's keeping it pretty open. Neither of those teams had a big offer for him. So you have teams like the Seahawks and the Saints and the Patriots who made, you know, slightly bigger offers. Um, you know, it's, some of it depends on what Odell wants. You know, it's not money because he gave up $3 million to be able to be a free agent. He wanted out of the Browns. He gave up $3 million. So, you know, he's looking for a place where he can find a home for the next two or three years. Any of those teams make sense. It's just a matter of 
you know, which also gives him the best chance to do it this year. If he goes to the Packers, do they become your Super Bowl favorite? I don't think he's that kind of player. I mean, I think he will help someone. I think he will certainly be a piece that will be helpful, but it's not like you're getting Odell Beckham Jr. from five years ago. Like he is at least based on what he was with the Browns, a complimentary piece. And that is fine. Like, you know, let's say he's a number two receiver. Getting a number two receiver in November is impossible. You cannot find them. You literally can't find them. So that's helpful. You know, he could be a really nice, good complimentary piece for a team with a good shot at the playoffs. I think that's yeah. a lot this time of year. Speaking of the Packers, I know one game doesn't make a career, but do you think the Packers are worried about their future without Aaron Rodgers based on what we saw from Jordan Love against the Chiefs? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see more. You know, I, I, I watch these rookie quarterbacks every year, and I sort of get reminded of how long it takes for them to be good. Like, Justin Fields, I thought, looked awesome on Monday. Awesome, mm-hmm. awesome, awesome. And it took a while for him to get there. I mean, really, like, the whole game. And then also, he hasn't played like that all season. Finally, on Monday, you saw him settle in, make some great throws, lead the Bears down for, you know, a couple touchdown drives, lead him back. Like, it looked really good. Great fourth so, quarter. Great fourth quarter. So, I don't want to take one game from Jordan Love and say that's it. Plus, they hardly let him do anything. I mean, they hardly let him throw the ball down the field. Um, so that being said, let's say he had come out and thrown for 350 yards. This would be a very different conversation. So at absolute best for them, there's still a very open question at the quarterback position. Speaking of Monday night, a game that the Chicago Bears lost, everyone's been talking about the taunting penalty uh, since then. The taunting yeah. rule, I want to talk to you about it. Does the NFL have any intentions of changing that rule? Because, you know, it kind of looks like Chicago got screwed on Monday. Yeah, I mean, I had more of a problem with uh, Jalen Johnson pass interference call down the sideline, which I didn't think was pass interference. I had more of a problem with that. But, you know, I I don't get the sense that taunting rule is going away at all. And, you know, that one in particular, like, I, I get it. You know, he posed to the sidelines. Maybe he didn't say anything, but he was clear. Like the implication was clear. He was like, look what I did that to you guys. Like that was the implication. So it's a gray area, whether or not they want to flag him. Clearly the, the thing behind the rule, the thing that started this rule um, is still there, which is they do not want people to taunt and do it in, um, you know, the opponent's face. They just don't want to do that. They want it out of the yeah. game and they don't care if it changes games to get there. Do you have an update on the Dalvin Cook situation? Uh, the update I have is that he's playing as of now. You know, his status has not changed. He has not been charged with a violent crime, has not been charged with any crime. It is a civil matter. He hasn't been charged with a felony. If he gets charged with a violent crime or felony, then he will probably sit. But until his situation changes, he will play. I don't know what happened. I know there is a lawsuit filed against him uh, by a claim of a former girlfriend that he abused her and did worse. Um, he has disputed that. It will play out in the courts. Uh, and I guess, I guess until then, he'll just play football, which is, I guess, it's strange, but yes. Any notable injuries? You know, the ones that I'm watching are with the Arizona Cardinals because 
Um, Kyler Murray didn't play last week. DeAndre Hopkins didn't play last week. They won, obviously, but neither of those guys practiced today. You know, they don't practice again tomorrow, then I would say there's a pretty good chance they're not playing again. Um, that's probably the most notable for the best team is, you know, do the Arizona Cardinals have their starting quarterback and best receiver playing on Sunday? Are you still in your survivor pool? Uh, I don't do a survivor pool. The only no, thing I'm... I do is fantasy. Oh, you do fantasy, huh? I do fantasy, no survivor. All right. So but how's I your got. fantasy going? Um, I'm five and four. I'm in fifth place of 10 teams. I got to make the top four to make the playoffs. So I got a shot. I picked up Cam Newton for the stretch run. We start we start two quarterbacks and a flex, a quarterback in my league. So you always need quarterbacks. So yeah. I'm loading up and uh, hopefully I don't need them, but we'll see what happens. In ending, what do you most have your eye on this weekend? One game, one player, one situation. To me, it's all about Aaron Rodgers versus Russell Wilson. You know, Wilson's coming back from that finger. How in the world did he do it? How did he get to a point where he was a full participant this week after only three, you know, obviously uh, obviously not a lot of time in rehab. I mean, some people were talking like it was going to be an eight-week injury. It turns out to be a four-week, three-game injury. Pretty amazing what Russell Wilson has done. Really amazing. Um, and then Aaron Rodgers has to play after no practice. You know, how does he do? That's So it's really some interesting storylines this week. Thanks so much. We'll do it again next week. Cheers, bud. Enjoy your football. All right. I always look forward to it, man. Take care. Thanks, man. Me too. Time to make some cash. Stuff for sick picks. Brought to you by my bookie. Place your bets on my bookie. Go to mybookie.ag slash the sick podcast and use code sick picks to double your deposit. Bet win, get paid. His handle is at run my bets. His name is Cash. He's my buddy. Cash, you have any? Uh, you have any on you right now? I know I'm putting I, I you on got no cash here. on me. All my cash are in this weekend's bets, and trust me, I got oh, a really? lot of stuff booked up right okay. now. Uh, guys, the show picks have been absolutely killing it, Tony. I think it's back to back NFL weeks. We sweep the show. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna drop a little bit more gold for you guys, and we're gonna we're gonna try and get. To, I want ten and zero, ten in a row on the show, and I'll be content with that, uh, Tony. I'm looking at the Colts first against the Jaguars. Uh, that's Sunday. It's going to be at one o'clock. I really like the Colts minus 10 and a half. They just beat the Jets. Spread was minus 10 and a half. They went up in that game by 30. I like this Colts team a lot. They're trending in the right direction. And this is the thing. Everyone's going to say Jacksonville. They just beat the Bills. I'm going to go bet Jacksonville plus 10 and a half. They're going to beat the Colts too. No chance, guys. No way. That was an anomaly. The stuff like that happens in the NFL all the time. Take the Colts minus 10 and a half. I think the Colts are going to ruin them. I think they're going to blow them out again. This, if the Colts win this game, they're five and five with a chance of playoffs. I like that play a lot. Uh, here's another one, guys. I love the Eagles against the Broncos. Eagles plus three against the Broncos. Here's another one. Classic crowd overreaction. They see the Broncos beat the crap out of the Cowboys. Cowboys might have been the best team in the league last week. Uh, I like the – I'm going to go with the overreaction from the public, guys. I think the Eagle, Eagles come out here and beat the Broncos. The Eagles look good. They almost beat the Chargers, who I think are elite. They smacked the Lions, who aren't that great, but still they showed me something there. Give me the Eagles plus three. Uh, numbers too high. I, I, for me, it's about plus one plus two. And then last thing, guys, I get asked all the time, parlays, parlays, parlays. Here's a quick little money line parlay for you guys. I'm not going to be hammering this. Maybe put a half a unit, maybe one unit Colts money line to beat the Jaguars, uh, Washington football team. Uh, sorry, the Buccaneers money line to beat the Washington football team and the Cowboys money line to, to beat the Falcons. Uh, those are my plays for today. 
One last thing, guys. Thursday night football. I usually drop a play for you guys for Thursday night football, but I have an announcement tonight. It's my lock of the month. It's my biggest play probably for the rest of 2021. I got a pick for the Ravens Dolphins game. 75 bucks. Come to my website. Grab this play. I'm guaranteeing a winner, guys. Let's cash this weekend. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Have a good one, Cash. Enjoy your football. And I hope you make some cash because I know when you make cash, it usually means I make cash. See you, bud. (laughs) Cheers. Salute, little Cherry River. Marinero, the sick podcast. Enjoy your football. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast on YouTube. Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocers and the Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks Near You. 